So I come in and I've got, I had a really good go-to move, but it was very complicated for a penalty shot or a shootout type thing. So I come racing in, I get to the top of the circles. I wind up for the biggest clapper you could possibly imagine, which is to draw the goalie out. And then I'm gonna go with a big deep fake, I'm a right shot, big deep fake to my backhand. And then I'm gonna pull it real fast across and extend my arms right out, go around the goalie who's coming out, and should be able to tap it right in the empty net. And I gotta tell you, it started to work like a charm. I just jumped out into the crowd and started running towards them. So as I got the puck, all of a sudden I got rolled over. Here's Kretzky, at the line, oh, he hit! Kretzky really belted by McCreary and he is hurt! It was his last shift in the NHL. <laughs> Never played really? again. Don't you ever let that bird stand in your crease. If he's there, you run him the f*** over. He was a beauty. I'm James Duffy, and this is Beauties, hockey's greatest untold stories, the podcast based on the book of the same name, which is now available. We're not going to share all of the book's stories on the pod, just a few. Today's tale, Bobby Mack versus Trechak. Vladislav Trechak stares down the shooter from his net. He settles into his familiar crouch, the one we saw lead the Soviet Union to 10 world championships three Olympic gold medals, and brilliant performances in the 1972 Summit Series, the 1981 Canada Cup, and the greatest game ever played against the Montreal Canadiens on New Year's Eve, 1975. Trechak taps both posts with his stick. Come at me. The shooter takes the puck from the face-off dot and heads up ice. The move is already carefully planned out in his head. It's his go-to. He's been waiting for a chance like this his whole life. After all, the penalty shot is the purest mano-a-mano showdown in hockey. And he's facing one of the greatest goalies in the history of the game. Bob McKenzie crosses the blue line and winds up for a slap shot. Bob, you never played the game. I cringe when I hear it. I've sat across the panel from Bob McKenzie, the most respected media voice in hockey, for years. I know that's the one thing a player can say to get his back up. And now Jeremy Roenick has gone there. It's the spring of 2007. Roenick is a guest on the TSN panel during our playoff coverage. We're talking about a headshot the night before and debating whether it's worthy of a suspension. Remains down on the ice. Back in the mid-2000s, early 2000s, headshots were the order of the day. And we used to always debate headshots. And I was like the safety inspector of the National Hockey League. I was anti-headshot. And everything to me was, if it's, a hit, if it's a hit to the head, it should be a penalty. If it's a bad hit to the head, it should be a suspension. And on this particular hit, JR and Bob are going back and forth arguing. So JR and I are going back and forth. And I'm saying, this is a clear suspension. That should be a, a penalty a suspension. And, uh, and JR is, no, 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 it's not. Uh, that's a good clean hit it's a man's game we're going back and forth and then he goes well Bob I, I understand you've got your opinion but I mean you never played the game 
And and I'm like, oh man, he just played, you never played the game card. And so I said, well, JR, I got no comeback for you there. You're right. I never played the game at any high level like you did. So I said, if every time you and I are on this panel and we have a disagreement, if your response to our disagreement is, well, you never played the game, I said, I got nowhere to go with that. The argument slides into the commercial break. Bob says, You've got your opinion. You played the game. Your opinion is more valuable than mine because you played. And he goes, yep. And I said, okay, well, then it should also reason that if a player who's better than you has an opinion that's different than you, then his opinion would be valid. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, for example, Bobby Orr. What if Bobby Orr had a different opinion than you? And you were having an argument with him. And he said to you, well, Jeremy, I'm sorry, but your opinion doesn't matter because... I'm Bobby Orr, and you're Jeremy Roenick. Would that would that be okay with you? And he goes, absolutely, 100%. Bob drops the hammer. And I said, well, that's good. I said, I talked to Bobby this morning, and he said that hits a suspension all day long, so I'm with him, and we're right, and you're wrong. Boom. <laughs> First rule of Panel Fight Club, don't mess with Bobby Mack. Besides, Bob did play the game, no nowhere near NHL level. But long before he's the insider, Bob's a right-winger for the Scarborough Lions of the Metropolitan Toronto Hockey League. Bob Park, father of future Hall of Famer Brad, is his coach. Bobby Mack and the Lions go to the prestigious Quebec International Pee Wee Tournament and play in front of a Leafs legend every week. Every Monday night at Scarborough Arena was our home night, and we always loved it because Dave Keon Jr., who now sits in the penalty box at Leaf Games and uh, works for the National Hockey League, uh, hockey Ops Department. Um, he played for the younger Scarborough Lions team that played right before us every Monday night. Right. So Dave Keon was always in the stands when we went to our games. So as kids growing up in the 60s in Toronto, we thought it was cool that Dave Keon was always in the ring. Young Bobby Mack is a self-described soft player. I was not a, a, a tough hockey player at all. In fact, I was probably a little bit timid, shy. I didn't love the rough stuff. Until one night in minor midget. There was a particular game we were playing East York, I remember very clearly, and there was a really big, tough guy on the other team. So we're, I'm 15 years old. I accidentally high-sticked him, and he turned around and looked at me and said, I'm going to kill you. And I went back to the bench, and I was my stomach was in my mouth on the bench, and I'm thinking, that guy, I didn't even mean to hit him in the head with my stick. He's going to kill me. What am I going to do? And then I said, you know what? i got a decision to make here. I'm either going to walk out of this rink tonight and quit playing competitive hockey, or I'm going to go back out there and I'm just going to I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to whatever's going to happen is whatever's going to happen. He decides he's going for it, so Bob goes back on the ice and just tears after the guy, running into him, yelling at him. Yeah, come on, you want to go? I'll, I'll kill you or whatever. And I noticed this hesitation of it was almost like a little bit of fear in his eyes, like what is with this guy? Bob realizes, hey. This works. From then on, he loses his fear. He has more jam. Yeah, I got into some fights, and I played a lot harder and, and a lot more physical. And I got beat up a bunch of times. Um, I can't count how many times I got beat up, but I wasn't afraid anymore. And he figures it's a good life lesson, that it's okay to be afraid. The definition of fearless isn't being afraid, it's overcoming your fears. Courage isn't enough to take Bob much farther in hockey. He just isn't that good. But it helps him relentlessly chase an alternate dream, to cover the game at the highest level. 
He writes for the Sioux Star, Sioux St. Marie, becomes editor-in-chief of the Hockey News, a columnist for the Toronto Star, and finally, the original hockey insider at TSN. It's in that TV role that Bob gets one last shot at on-ice glory. He is assigned to work on a TV show taping at Maple Leaf Gardens. Canadian Tire has sponsored a contest where winning teams get to play in a three-on-three tournament and skills competition against stars of the 1972 Summit Series. Paul Romanuk is the host. Bob is the analyst slash skills demonstrator. There are about 2,500 people in Maple Leaf Gardens that day, and Paul and Bob are both on skates. Bob is demonstrating all the skills, accuracy shooting, puck relay, blue line to blue line sprint, and the last one is a shootout. Vladislav Trechak is the goalie. Vlad comes over and gives me a little wink and says, don't worry, I let you score. I wouldn't say I was dead serious about it, but I said, Vlad, off. If I want to score on you, I'll score on you. And I laughed and winked at him. You see his eyes kind of twinkled and he, he kind of laughed and he goes, okay, you try score, I stop you. I go, no, I'm going to score on you. One other thing I've learned about Bob over our two decades together, don't ever underestimate his competitiveness. So I come in and I've got, I had a really good go-to move, but it was very complicated for a penalty shot or a shootout type thing. So I come racing in, I get to the top of the circles. I wind up for the biggest clapper you could possibly imagine, which is to draw the goalie out. And then I'm gonna go with a big deep fake, I'm a right shot, big deep fake to my backhand. And then I'm gonna pull it real fast across and extend my arms right out, go around the goalie who's coming out, I should be able to tap it right in the empty net. And I gotta tell you, it started to work like a charm. As soon as I wound up for the clapper, Vlad, who was game on this thing, he came racing out at me. But what I didn't anticipate was that he was going to go two-pad stack. And now I'm in the middle of my backhand move when I realize, holy he's laid right out across and he's coming at me really fast. How am I possibly going to get around him? Somehow I managed to pull the puck back really fast onto my forehand and I'm able to get around him and I kind of sidestepped, jumped out of the way of a sliding Vladislav Tretiak, and the puck was getting too far in front of me. He went by me, the puck is a little too far in front of me. I'm leaning over and going pretty fast forward, and I reach over and I just flick the puck into the empty net up top, it was beautiful. But the problem was, I was going so fast, and I was leaning over so far that I fell when I took the shot and I went crashing into the end boards. He has no equipment on, except the tracksuit, gloves, and a stick. And I crashed into the boards so hard, and the minute I crashed into the boards, I knew exactly what had happened. I separated my shoulder. It was an AC joint, and it was a guaranteed two to four week injury. You remember the World Junior Championships when- uh, Barrett Hayton. When Barrett Hayton separated his shoulder? That was me. So now, there's two, 3,000 people at Maple Leaf Gardens, and so I get up, and I'm in absolute agony. My shoulder is like there's a knife going through my AC joint. And I turn around, and Vlad gets up, and he looks at me, and he laughs. And I'm grimacing. And people might have thought I was, like, grinning like this idiot, like, oh, Mr. Big Shot, juvenile hockey player, just scored a goal on Vladislav Tretiak. 
And Vlad comes over and way to go or whatever. And I said, oh, yeah, great, thanks. All, all good fun or whatever. So now I'm trying to go back to Paul Romanuk, who's got the microphone, and we're continuing to talk about things. And as I'm, I'm skating up to him, I can see Paul Henderson and the other guys, the, the, the real players, looking at me. And I could just see the look on their face like, what a dick. What an absolute <laughs> dick making Vladislav Tretiak look bad, which I thought was all just good fun, and I think Vlad did too. What the legends don't know is that Bob has to score or risk eternal ribbing from a friend. You see, a few years earlier when Bob is at the Hockey News, he assigns one of his writers, Steve Dryden, the man who would later become TSN's Quizmaster, to attend a Philadelphia Flyers fantasy camp in Montreal. Trechak is the guest goalie for the camp. They had like the pros versus Joes flyer fantasy camp and the quiz master who fancies himself a bit of a hockey player, he was on the Joes team and then there was the pros and Trechak was the goalie. So they were having the end of fantasy camp scrimmage between the flyer alumni that included Bobby Clark and Vladislav Trechak, even though Vlad's not a, uh, not a flyer alumni. And the quiz master scored a beautiful goal. On Trechak. On Trechak. It ends up being the main part of the story he writes for the Hockey News. Here's a quote from the story. Finally, it was just me and Trechak. Trechak was out of the crease challenging. I wound up, pulling back my Murray Craven model Sherwood and fired the best shot of my life. Low, far corner, goal. And so when I had the opportunity at Maple Leaf Gardens in front of a few thousand people to potentially score a goal on a shootout attempt against Vladislav Trechak, I was not going to let the moment go by. He has to score or his buddy Steve will never let him hear the end of it. Bob is in agony through the rest of the TV show, desperately trying to not let anyone know that he's hurt. 25 years later, he still has the bump on his right shoulder. It hangs lower than his left. It was worth it. He laughs. So there. Next time you try to tell Bob McKenzie he never played the game, remember that he scored on a brilliant diving deke against one of the greatest goalies ever, and then stayed on the ice and finished the game with a busted shoulder. Maybe you can just leave out the part about the TV show, the fact Bob was supposed to be doing a demonstration, and that Trechak wasn't exactly in Summit Series shape. Beauties is written by me, James Duffy, and produced by Christoph Mamona with the support of TSN and Bell Media. The book Beauties is available wherever you get your books. I think you'll like it. And don't forget to listen to our after show, Rubber Beauties, with the cast of the Rubber Boots podcast. You can find it where you find the Rubber Boots pod. Beauties. They call them beauties, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay that game. Cause they're beauty